Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, well, welcome back to Faith Marketplace. We're here to interview business leaders and others on how they're making their business and careers their ministry by putting faith to work. I'm joined in studio with my wonderful co-host, Jennifer Villarreal. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. What good words do you have for our listeners today? I know you've got some exciting things, and we got an exciting show today. We do. So. We, we have some great guests on today. But first, I really want to give a big shout-out to Thomas Bibby Varghese. He's the CEO of eBiz Universe, an award-winning digital marketing firm here in Chicago that helps clients nationwide to get business through excellence in lead generation, SEO, social media marketing, and of course, website design and development. Their clients love them. Check them out on their website, ebizuniverse.com, and see for yourself the awesome testimonials and award-winning services. And he owes everything of his success to you, Jennifer. Oh my goodness, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I did meet him about 10 years ago and gave him some sales tips, but yeah, yeah, his business is growing tremendously. He's a mushroom comedian, as we found out. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) His public speaking skills have gone up tremendously. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's because of you, right? Um, it, well, because you were also the brunt of his humor, so yeah, it was kind of that cool. is true. <laughs> it is true. So you, you gave him a little bit of that there. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I want to sing out some, some some folks today, and I am excited about this because uh, I pursued this guy, you know, for a long time. Finally, I snagged him because he was here in Chicago and visiting on a big deal that he's speaking to hundreds of people. And we got him on the show. But why it's really special to me, because I spent nine years in this organization. I know the founder of it. And uh, Mike Shero is with us in studio today, the CEO of C12. You've heard me talk about it many mm-hmm. times in the show. So welcome, Mike. Thanks. You You, you and I have been exchanging LinkedIn messages and emails <laughs> and calls for six years, seven years. So it's, <laughs> yeah, we're finally you, here. You finally can't, you know, surrendered. Okay. I surrendered. So, yeah, yeah. I kept I praying at it. I, I kept praying at it. That he's going to surrender God. He's going to come here someday. <laughs> Mike, let the audience know who you are and what, kind of get your background. How'd you grow up? What's going on with you? Yeah. So I grew up in Alaska. so a little Northwest of here. Yeah. Um, and eventually landed here, went to school here, um, and met my wife, a good Iowa farm girl. And so we got life started in Chicago and uh, funny, I grew up saying the two things I wanted to never do was work for a church or live in Texas. And, and I've, I've done both those things at some point. So I'm now down in Texas. Now my wife can say we never want to live in Costa Rica and never win the lottery. But um, yeah, I get the privilege of now, I was a member, just like you were, of this thing called the C12 Group. And then got a chance to lead some local groups in Texas for a few years. And by God's grace, I've gotten a chance to lead the national organization for the last three years now. Yep. And Mike, when you say C12, that's the letter... C, correct? It is the, it used to be the, I says, yes, the Christian 12 group was the original brand. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's the letter C, number 12. And we um, we get the privilege of getting to serve a couple thousand marketplace leaders around the country, now around the world. So primarily CEOs and business owners, and then their key players in um, about 37 U.S. states, and now wow. in places like Brazil, Malaysia, and China. Wow, wow that's, that's amazing. Awesome. So Mike, why are you so passionate about the work that you get to do with C12? You know, I, 15 years ago, I was sitting about five miles from here on Lake Cook Road, and I had a successful week in my job, and I got one of those like kudos emails from your boss where they say, good job, you killed it. Uh And I read it, and I felt elated, and then I went down, and I went, 
I'm just making widgets. And I had this pity party about, do I need to leave my job and go work for a church to really be serious about who I was in Christ? And I wrestled that night with my identity in Christ, knowing we're called to be disciple-making disciples. Mm -hmm. And it was my job getting in the way. And that night is when God first revealed to me through this. I was like journaling out, wrestling with God. We're made to be image bearers. We're made to be disciples Mm -hmm. of Jesus. And who we work for doesn't change who we are. And I went, God, I don't know how to be a disciple of you working for a fortune 50 company. Mm -hmm. And that really put me on a faith work odyssey going, man, I just didn't know what that even looked like. And so fast forward, I joined a C12 group in Texas in 2010. A buddy invited me and I said, actually, I didn't want to be part of it because I thought Christian business things are weird. (laughs) I don't know if you guys knew that, but sometimes they're a little wacky. And he said, uh, Mike, this is about resolving the tension of three things in life. And this is what got me in why I'm passionate. What does it mean to do worship? Work is worship Yep. Mm-hmm. To, to glorify God in your business. It's not just putting symbols out or saying cute things like it's rigorous. What does it mean to really run a business that honors God? But how do you do business as ministry, mm-hmm. not just fund ministry, yep. give money away. Philanthropy is great. But how do you actually impact people eternally through your business, impact culture and families and society? And then the third, in the process of all that, how do you have a life in order? Rightly ordered loves. How do you actually make sure you're a, in my case, a husband, a father, a child of God and the fruit of the spirit in my life while doing all that. And the tension of doing all three of those at the same time is really frustrating. Yep. And he mm-hmm. said, this is a group that's about that. Mm. And uh, so I jumped in, I watched it, I experienced it and I watched what God does with it. So that's amazing. Um, I drank the Kool-Aid. And the yeah. first one you said was work is worship. The yep. second one. Business as ministry. Business as ministry. And then number three, life, life and, and order. order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of the Venn diagram, kind of the yeah. you know, Jim Collins is the hedgehog. This is kind of the hedgehog of, of what draws a C12 member in. Well, is, I want to make sure we dive into that uh, yep. a little bit later on. Yeah. And, and, sure. and the impact. I, I know from personal experience the impact of this. And, you, you know, we skipped over a little bit here, Mike, because what brought you down to Texas? I understand you wrestled with God about that, too. You had yeah. to surrender, didn't you? I did have to surrender. And uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stories there. I married this mm. Iowa farm girl whose family moved to San Antonio. Mm. And so right as my career was taken off in Chicago, literally like the week that my career is exploding, she's like, I'd like to move to Texas. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> um, and God had a man just crucify all sorts of identity traps in me because I, I felt like I was having to give up my career, which wrestled with whose is it? Right. So God had to really reveal like, okay, who gave you this job? (laughs) You don't really give up anything. Right. Um, Whole bunch of things. And then ironically, I, because we're all, I'm a very good Pharisee. (laughs) So I, uh, long story short, agreed to move to Texas. It was the right thing to do for our family. Gave up this great job. So then I'm like, I'm pretty awesome. I mean, I'm giving up my job for my wife. I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty incredible husband. You should take note. Um, And God, I'm giving this up for you. And then the week after we moved, the job I turned down disappeared massive event in the industry wow. bunch of people lost their jobs and i was actually moved to the only part of the company not affected by it and so my narrative had to be changed like god wasn't robbing me i was actually being rescued so yeah yeah well, Texas at least was the, interesting. a lot of the challenges too since you've mm-hmm. been doing this kind of stuff so you know what are some of the ones now you stepped into some pretty big shoes Mike, yep. from the i knew the two previous ceos of this organization that really mm-hmm. foundationally built this thing yep. so you really have have stepped into that what, what are some of the challenges right now that you would share with the audience and challenge you're seeing out there in the marketplace and some of the businesses? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that becomes really real if you are serious about following Jesus in, in business is 
your faith gets tested in the you know, Monday through Friday decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to write a check to a, a great ministry. It's easy to pray before your lunch. But when it comes down to the rubber hits the road, how are you going to deal with a contract? How are you going to do lawsuits? That's right. when that's yep. when your theology gets proved out. Yeah, people problems. People <laughs> <biggest> problems. <laughs> yeah, all those things. And so, um, you know, for instance, um, we had a situation where a, a customer was demanding that we uh, make restitutions for something that contractually, I'm like, I'm not obligated to pay you anything. Right. Um, and the customer's like, I'm demanding it. We're going to lawyer up on this. Mm-hmm. The customer's a Christian. And I go, hey, uh, I feel totally guilt-free in this, mm-hmm. but you're a believer and I'm a believer. And 1 Corinthians 6 says, we're not supposed to sue believers. Right. And it's like, so? I'm like, so the Bible's true? Then that means that we're under that. Well, this is business. I'm like, right. So um, <laughs> we got to walk out Matthew 18. Yeah. And so we do Matthew 18. That doesn't work. Uh, we go to the next level, next level. And so I, we go, hey, in C12, we call this a Christian arbitration process. We say, mm-hmm. tell you what, how about we pick three godly people, elders of our churches, pastors, let's bring our case before them as the church. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to submit to whatever they say. And uh, that's, um, I did that pretty confidently thinking like, well, of course, everyone's going to agree with me, right? <laughs> so just to give context, the issue is a $50,000 bill. Mm. We get there and uh, he goes, will you sign an agreement saying whatever these three men ag- say, you'll agree to? I'm like, sure. So I signed this affidavit and agreement. And then he goes, okay, I'm changing my issue. It's now $300,000. Whoa. So it went from 50000 right. to 300000 Yeah. And you were pe- feeling pretty confident going into this initially. I thought so. Yeah. And then that changed? Right. So then I laugh. I'm like, surely you're joking. He's like, not. Nah. He jumps in a whole bunch of new exhibits. And then when we explain it, I'm like, surely you guys get how crazy this is. And they're like, well, we, he's got a good point. I'm like, he does not have a good point. <laughs> um, and over the next two hours, they're basically trying to side, should I pay 275 or 300 And I'm thinking zero. Mm. And uh, I step out and God really, uh, I'm praying, sweating. And uh, God's like, who owns this company? Who owns this money? Mm-hmm. Who controls the hearts of men? Who do you trust? Um, Mike, your, your sole goal is to be faithful to me, speak the truth, and trust me. If Even if I let him take this money from you, I can replace this money. Yeah. Right? But don't let fear justify yeah. disobedience. And well, that's so, a really good reminder to everyone, whether they're in a lawsuit or not, right? Yeah. Or dealing with some of these things. What's truth going to be? What's truth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So you know something? We're going to hang and leave a little cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. What happened in this whole scenario? I think that is really a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We want to make sure that you stay connected here with Mike Shero of C12group.com. And go ahead and text us in the, here at the studio to 224-404-1988. We have so many goodies for you. Uh, Mike is giving all of our listeners a free digital library of eBooks on topics uh, such as strategic planning, planning, spiritual goal setting, um, pricing, you know, loyalty for your business, just basically biblical uh, library business books uh, for you. Again, that number is 224-404-1988. And everybody will be entered to win a book by Buck Jacobs called uh, A Light Shines Bright in Babylon. Absolutely. And I, I know a little bit about that book, but Hey, remember to go out there and check us out on faithmarketplace.com. We've got all the podcasts up there for over five years. I can't believe we have over 500 interviews and some fabulous people. So go out and check us out if you can't listen to us live. Also, get the app out there of AM1160, Hope. Uh, that also you can listen to anywhere. And I know you're out there in the soccer fields while we're playing this. So there's no excuse. You can listen to us and watch the kids play soccer too, okay? So we're going to be right back again here with our special guest today, Mike Sherrill, the CEO of C12. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back to Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert, and my co-host here, Jennifer Villarreal, in studio with our special guest today, Mike Shero, the CEO of C12. And we left off a little bit. Mike kind of left them a little bit of a hanger. Uh, you were faced with a pretty big lawsuit, some litigation with another brother in Christ, and you were working through this whole thing. How did that whole thing work out? So I, they dismiss us to do deliberations, uh-huh. and they leave us arguing between two numbers I didn't like. Neither <laughs> numbers was close to the number I thought it should be. And I'm sweating bullets, and I'm praying, and God just directs me back to some scriptures and challenges me. Like, Mike, am I any less sovereign now than I was before this thing started? No. Who owns everything? You do, God. Whose business is this? Yours. Whose money is it? Yours. And you know, Proverbs says that God controls the, the stream, you know, the hearts of kings, right. like streams of water, right? He said, so trust me. And I found that God likes to sometimes let us sit at the Red Sea, feeling Pharaoh's <laughs> army before, behind us before he parts things. So we walk back in to get the sentence, and I'm just, okay, God, I'm surrendered. We're just going to go broke. That's just how you want to be glorified. Show me. And the three arbiters go, Mike, I don't know how to explain it. When you left, we all felt very certain you were wrong. But somewhere in the last few minutes, it's just like something just cleared fog from our head, and we suddenly all got why you were so frustrated you're right. You really didn't do anything wrong here. And so we've actually reset our thinking and we do think you should pay something so it doesn't feel bad, but we're going to go back to your number. And literally I, I was sitting there going, is this a, a joke? And they're like, no, we don't know how to explain it. Our hearts just changed 10 mm, minutes ago. Wow. And so just watching, not that trusting God means you'll get out of things. Not that means right. trusting God gets you a free pass, but just the, will you be at risk trusting his word to be true? Yeah. And I've had a God's tested me on that time and time and time again, which we get lots of opportunities in business. You know, it's a great example, folks, that are listening out there of something that was really biblical and what how they walked through this thing, especially with, now you couldn't have done that if that was somebody secular. Right. You did do it with a, another brother and you really put your faith in that and God clearly sent the message. Mm-hmm. Whose is this stuff? It's mm-hmm. not yours. You right. know, and so what? I'll mm-hmm. take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of trust. <laughs> yeah. You had to sure really is. get down there to trust. Yeah. Well, here on Faith Marketplace, we like to encourage our listeners to incorporate their faith and work. And so, Mike, how do you currently do that? Sure. So I run a small business essentially myself, right? So our business is about 16 employees and we're, we've got then teams um, all over the country and all around the world. So ways we do it in our business. So we try to really wrestle, how do we apply God's word in everything we do? So there's some programmatic things we do. You know, we pray in meetings, uh, we have company chaplains, we do company devotions, we do some ministry type things, but we also try to submit every corporate strategy decision to be processed through scripture. And we try to submit to uh, unity. God, how would your Holy Spirit be working in our lives as we make these decisions? Um, me and my leadership team, we're all in peer advisor groups that challenge us with biblical principles and accountability. We we uh, try to operate with no debt. Mm. We uh, we hold vendor agreements really carefully. We uh, don't sue Christians. We apply First <laughs> Corinthians 6, as I already shared. We, uh, we incorporate biblical principles into our mission statement, our vision, our core values, our employee handbook. When an employee joins, you don't have to be a Christian to work for our company. Right. But we make very clear this is what our business is about, and these are the kind of things we're going to do, and make sure that there's you know some good EOC disciplines around you acknowledging that, mm-hmm. and making sure there's not a surprise to someone that you're going to expose these things. There's sure. not any kind of hostility in the workplace. Um, we try to make sure we... Um, we do things around ministering to our vendors and uh, really viewing that we're called to be salt and light to everyone, not just those who pay us, exactly. but those that we work with. Yep. Um, tons of things. Yeah, I got to tell you, again, having firsthand experience, Mike, it's uh, it changed my life. It changed my whole perspective of business mm-hmm. and how I was doing things. Uh, 
and those guys out there that know the old Bob, you, I'm certainly seeing a big sea change in the new Bob. You mm-hmm. know? So, hey, um, I know that everybody has something in life first or something that really inspired them at a certain time in their life, and maybe those are multiple ones along the way. Do you have one, Mike? Yeah. I, obviously, I like the whole Bible, but a verse that's been pretty uh, pivotal for me is the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is pretty common. But it, for me, it, it's really challenging because it says, you know, don't lean on your own understandings, right? Mm-hmm. Trust the Lord with all your heart. We like to say that. We like the beginning and the end. Trust God. He directs your paths. Mm-hmm. The middle part is where I feel like he's challenged me my whole life. Will you not lean on your understandings, but in right. all your ways, acknowledge him? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean do whatever you want and he'll make it work. It means submitting everything. So it's meant changing how I hire, fire, sell, buy, trust him. Yep. And then he directs me. And again, doesn't make everything smooth. He doesn't say promise that, but he does direct my steps. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've gathered a lot of wisdom along the years, but anything that you would have, uh, some advice maybe that you would have given your younger self knowing what you know now? Yeah, I I think I lost too many jobs just viewing my job as uh, don't mess up, have a good witness, make money, and go do stuff that matters. And I missed the ministry in each of those jobs. Mm-hmm. So I would have told myself, hey, mankind is your business. Um, seize every opportunity you have to impact the people around you. Uh, lean into the tension, not away of the frustration of faith and work and ask, be okay saying, I don't know how, mm-hmm. but don't let I know how be an excuse for not trying and not seeking out resources. Um, I would have challenged myself to go, hey, you're not as good a Christian as you think until you can match your <laughs> Sunday theology with your Tuesday afternoon business meeting. Yep. Pull yep. those together. Yep. And I would have challenged myself to find friends all along the way who would hold me accountable to how am I following Jesus and tr- demonstrating Jesus at work that week mm. and not just what he doing in the evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, like I know you're a student of, of reading, you know, all leaders are readers. Uh, you've, you obviously get deep into the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had leadership positions all around and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But, you know, there's uh, always people you can look back at or look forward to that have inspired you. Who would mm-hmm. be some of those folks that inspired you along the way? Man, I've got so many people. I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm a product of being mentored and spiritually fathered by so many people living and dead. Um, from a Chicago guy, actually, Al Gleamy, who was a World War II vet, who I worked for him for six years in Lake Forest, and he modeled uh, relationships and how to really view business as a way to impact and bless people. And he's spoken to my life, and he uh, took risks for me. My grandfather was a Army general, high school graduation, you know, high school degree. Um, he could have had all the excuses of why he didn't become something in his life, and he never let hardships be excuses. Um, even down to, you know, Buck Jacobs and, and the people, honestly, the people I see in C12, like men and women who are risking in today's world, yep. following Jesus, even when it's not cool, not safe, not known. Um, and sometimes it's going to increase risk um, and watching how they've let the gospel be real for them Yeah. Uh, when the stakes are incredibly high. Well, I've heard um, you mentioned Buck Jacobs. I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Can you just dive in a little bit of who that is? Sure. Yeah. So Buck was actually a Chicago guy mm-hmm. who um, journeyed through, you know, come to know Jesus as an adult and running businesses. And eventually in the early 90s, founded this thing called the Christian 12 Group, now called the C12 Group, around the idea of could you merge the best of business peer learning with biblical study? And could those two be one thing? Could we actually talk about how to follow God and how to grow businesses not as a two hats, but going, we're one person. And so he created this wild idea as an experiment in the 90s. And his idea was, what if you created these really high intense groups that would meet every month, learn best practices, talk about what you're doing, and then hold each other accountable to really following Jesus and 
getting good results in business. Um, and it worked. Mm. And it just kept scaling, growing. And so it's become the, the largest Christian business group in the country now. Um, but it was really the faith odyssey of this guy named Buck Jacobs. Wow. And locations are where? So all over the world. We're in 37 states. So mm-hmm. all across here in Illinois, up in Wisconsin, down in Indiana. But I mean, Boston, Southern California, everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we give them a glimpse, just very briefly, a glimpse of what happens in a C12 group? Sure. It's kind of split on three different activities. You've got uh, learning time. So we use um, material to talk about what does it look like to follow Jesus? What does it look like to run a business? So we deal with everything. Like last month was um, when do you shut down, when do you fire people? When do you terminate customers? Next month we're going to look at um, how do you find new talent? Kind of a big issue today. Right. Um, how do you do it in a Christ-centered way, in a God-honoring way, a best practice way? And then how do you deploy ministry through your business? So we do learning for a few hours. And then we do accountability exercises. Basically, how's your business going? How are you doing? How do we help you solve those issues? And then action planning and and kind of wrap that all up in a, what are you going to do? So one of our little mottos Buck wrote was, priority is what you do. Everything else is just talk. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're all about closing the... uh, aspiration and tension with actual gap. That's great. Yeah. And, and, who, and who who is this for? Good question. So our program is for CEOs and business owners um, of established and growing businesses. So minimum is usually about a million dollars and five or more employees, all the way up to, uh, actually there's a company here in Illinois that's got 8,000 employees and $6 billion. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's, you know, everything from family businesses to national corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two programs, one for the CEO or business owner, and then one that's for the vice presidents, directors, they're what we call the key players that's around developing them and aligning them to the owner's vision. And how often do they meet? They meet every month. So every it's, a, month. it's a monthly peer group. Um, and again, all around the country. And it's, it's modeled after kind of like BSF, where the same group is happening everywhere. Yes. So if I go to a C12 group meeting in Orange County or in New Jersey this month, it's the same format, just different yeah. people right. at the table. Yeah, and different topics. I love VSF, by the way. Yeah, Bible Study cool. Fellowship is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if um, everybody's got this, we ask everybody, so hopefully you're not going to be embarrassed, what would be something really funny or cool about you that nobody knows? <laughs> well, my wife, you should ask my wife. She'd give you a long list of the funny parts. <laughs> um, cool stuff, funny stuff. So, so I'll give two. I'll give both. Uh, one, it's pretty easy for me to be confident in God's power because um, – I actually was crippled with an autoimmune disease at age four. Mm. So I spent from age four to five in a wheelchair and then from five to 20 battling acute juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Wow. Which is a mouthful to say when you're right. in kindergarten. And God miraculously regeneratively healed me when I was 20. Wow. Here in mm. Chicago. I mean, totally regrew my bones, changed my blood type, like miraculously healed. Drove my atheist doctor nuts. Um, and then second, I grew up in Alaska and uh, we once went fishing, and our net broke, and we didn't have fishing rods. And so my mom made me, as 12 years old, jump in a river and catch salmon with my bare hands, which uh, was actually miserable. But at the, by the time we were done, we'd caught 36 salmon with our bare hands. Wow. 36? So, wow. So that's my two truths and a lie story. <laughs> that wins. Well, Mike, um, you know what? You just have so much uh, that we would like to continue giving to our listeners. And so we want to get you connected with Mike Shero of C12group.com. Make sure that you text us here to 224-404-1988. Everybody's going to receive a free digital library of eBooks on so many topics regarding biblical um, business truths and principles and systems. All kinds of great stuff. And everybody will be entered to win a book, A Light Shines Bright in Babylon by Buck Jacobs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back again here at Faith Marketplace Radio. Make sure you get out there to our website, faithmarketplace.com. Download the app here at AM 1160 Hope, and you can hear us from anywhere in the world if you got that on your phone. We'd love for you to do that. But I want to welcome two guests in studio today that have something that I believe is just going to knock you guys out of what they're doing here in Chicago. So I'd like to introduce you to Kevin Gwynn and Solomon Dixon of Pursue Scholars. Guys, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves because you both have so tremendous backgrounds. Let me start with you, Solomon. Sure. Thanks so much for having us, Bob. Um, my name is Solomon Dixon again. Um, we, I came to pursue scholars working in higher education at the University, um, Northeastern Illinois University on the north side of Chicago. And I, I got to see what it was like for students in underdeveloped um, communities come into uh, the college setting and not be prepared for the rigors of college life. And I saw this gap. And so I, I knew Kevin for a long time, and I met him um, over the years. Uh, I saw him over the years working in uh, the urban context with uh, developing urban leaders. Um, and so we, we got together. The job posting came out, and I needed a new employment at that point. Um, my wife and I were struggling. I was working three jobs, um, new baby, just planted a church. And so God has really brought this opportunity to, to meet the need that I was seeing in the in, in, in the college environment. So, right, exactly. Yeah. And Kevin, you're the executive director of this, mm-hmm. so you're the guy that started this thing, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So tell, tell us a little bit about you and why, why, why did you do this? Sure. So uh, I didn't grow up in Chicago. I grew up in Ohio, but mm-hmm. moved here in 1997. Go and, yeah, Buckeyes, <laughs> go Bucks. Um, so I uh, spent the last 20-some years of my life living in, in the west side of Chicago, involved in developing leaders in different capacities, mm-hmm. and uh, about 12 years ago started Pursue Scholars and, and are really around the idea of investing in emerging urban leaders. And um, one of the problems that I was seeing in the urban context is that there are plenty of leaders. They're, mm-hmm. they're all over the place. But from a very young age, most of those leaders are told to uh, work hard, get an education so you can get out of the neighborhood. And... So we really wanted to invest in leaders with, with also the mindset of encouraging them to, to consider staying, staying and reinvesting themselves back in their community. Now, mm-hmm. we, we bounced a word around here, guys, and sometimes people don't understand what the context that What's urban? What does that mean here in Chicago? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big word that has a, a, a lot of different ideas, and uh, some, pe- some people use the word inner city. Um, right. I like the word urban because it's less negative. Um, right. Um, but uh, ur- urban really is just from the city, uh, okay. in a sense. And and but 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 primarily the communities we're working in are underrepresented communities, minority right. communities, right. and um, s- students, young people who maybe have the gifts and ha- have the the work hard effort, but they don't have people behind them or resources behind them to back them. Yeah. So what makes you so passionate about this? Yeah. Uh, so for for me, it just uh, some of it just grows out of. Um, What's been invested in me? You know, the, the scripture says that 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 uh, what take the things that have been invested in you and invest them in, in faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so, mm-hmm. when I moved to Chicago in 1997 out of college, um, I just got involved in an organization called Inner City Impact and began mm-hmm. working with young men. And many of them didn't have male role models, and uh, just spent time with them, uh, teaching them the Bible, but also uh, taking them on trips, sports leagues, all of those type of things. From there, got involved in planning a church in, in 2002 um, and was a part of leading in that context. And, and it was really through the, our work in the local church that made me passionate about the things of Pursue Scholars because um, we were raising up young people in our church. And, and um, 
So uh, really through a time of crisis in ministry in the church and so, some really uh, dark times, but that, that God had me on my face before him and, and birthed this vision for Pursue Scholars and uh, a desire to intentionally invest in emerging urban leaders. Yeah. Well, Solomon, just in case somebody missed the beginning of the segment here, why don't you just share briefly uh, what Pursue Scholars is, again, just in a nutshell, and then why you chose to work at Pursue Scholars. Absolutely. So Pursue Scholars is a leadership development organization. We invest in emerging urban leaders in the city of Chicago. Why I got involved with Pursue is really this Jeremiah 29 ethic of seeking the peace of the city. And so I'm really passionate about discipleship and what we get to do, especially my role through the Act 6 program, we get to see scholars recruited, selected from the urban context, and then trained for six months, even before they're sent off to college, and give them full tuition, full need scholarships. Wow. So imagine empowering a cohort of scholars to support each other on campus, and then be sent to college, graduate debt-free, and be able to re- reinvest those resources in their communities. And so that's what we do. That wow. is such a godly mission. And what's this college, though? You have one college right now, and you're going to be at a university. You're going to be adding more of those. Which one is so cur- Yes. Yeah, so currently, we partner with Taylor University. University um, in Upland, Indiana. It's our only college here in the Midwest, but we're hoping to add two or three more college partners in the near future. So we're really, really excited about that because that just opens doors to offering more scholarships to more scholars. Uh, listen, we're here because God's listening, so mm-hmm. he's heard that. So yeah. we're going to open up some Come doors on. for more of these. Any of you out there listening, by the way, if you have some ideas for them or mm-hmm. you guys are alumni or you're sitting on boards of some of these colleges, please get a hold of these two that's godly right. guys you know, and let them know what you, uh, what you might be able to help them with. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, Kevin, what makes you hopeful about the work that you're doing, and how does your faith inform that hope? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, my faith informs the hope because it's uh, everything that our faith is built on hope, uh, the power of the resurrection. So mm-hmm. um, I, I really get disappointed with Christians that aren't hopeful. It's mm-hmm. confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the thing that makes me hopeful just in the work, there, there, are, there are a lot of things to look down on in an urban environment, but the young people we work with continually just give me hope because... Uh, the longer that I've lived in Chicago, and I've been there for two decades now, uh, I just see more and more that there there's so much life and leadership and, and positivity that's happening in the city that, that quite frankly, gets underplayed. And um, the, the challenge in that is just, like, finding enough time and space to invest in all, all that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you're here on the show, you guys share with me in the green room, is really you want to get the word out about this. You want to yeah. partner with other uh, community-based organizations, and anybody out there that can have an impact out there. So hopefully yes. through this message and other things we're going to connect you with, we're going to really start to get this word out a little bit. So, right. um, Yeah, and I'd like to encourage our listeners to text us here at 224-404-1988 uh, with the keyword prayer, and you're going to be entered to win one of five books uh, that we're going to give away here called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And so Kevin Gwynn, Solomon Dixon of PursueScholars.org uh, will get you connected to them as well. And again, this is really a book that's going to inspire you to dream big and, of course, ask God about, um, you know, leading you in that direction. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you guys have really uh, looked at, and I'm, I'm really excited about this because we're right at a point when this is airing that is absolutely pivotal and important to this effort you're going to do. You're really looking to help these young scholars during the summer break to get internships, right? right. So what, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, so one of the things that I've found is that, that uh, we have a lot of young people who are, uh, they, they've got the goods, they're going to college, they're getting an education, 
but oftentimes they're they're not able to find the, really they just lack a net network and so they don't have the right uh, opportunities during the summers and some of them are landing at the end of college with all of the education but they haven't padded their resume with the, the right kind of things to prepare them to, to get that job because the, the market is very competitive and so um, we've been attempting more recently to get more involved in connecting them with internship opportunities in the summer that will prepare them well and um, we just feel like the faith community is a perfect place to go but because they're just this faith marketplace piece right so so our young people if if we can f- find um, businesses that that are in line with with their their the thing that they're studying and an opportunity for for them to be in a place where they can learn ethical business uh, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a Christian in the marketplace we just think it, it's a perfect match Simon, what are your thoughts on that? Because, first of all, what is Act 6? So, Act 6 is a national initiative based in the Pacific Northwest. On the vision of the uh, CEO there, Tim Heron, he wanted to build networks of leaders in the urban context. And Mm so, we're the Midwest chapter of that, Pursue Scholars. Mm -hmm. I I think one of the really important points you guys got, we got to make here, is about the mentorship. Mm -hmm. I think this is because you brought it up, Solomon. You've seen it tapped and burst. These kids get off. They're ill-prepared. They don't really know. They don't know how to study. There's a lot of things that go on. And I think that is really at the heartbeat because you can give money away all day mm-hmm. long but if they're not prepared it gets wasted i was just at a, a previous uh, affair this uh, this week where you know they're giving money away and all that stuff but it's miserable the the uh, graduation rate mm-hmm. and all kinds of things that they're really trying to get the heart of this thing because it's not being successful so what makes this thing successful based on what you guys have told us before as far as this mentoring thing absolutely and so we, we try to see it holistically right and so there's definitely the academic piece that we're, we're trying to connect students to resources so they can succeed and be excellent in their academics but also just the spiritual aspect um, guiding them in biblical principles of how to walk in in, in in integrity and in honoring the Lord and on their college campuses. And that's not even uh, so simply done on a Christian college campus, especially in institutions that aren't very diverse. We're discipling and, and teaching our students to to navigate um, different cultural uh, contexts that maybe they're not used to so they can honor God within that context. So, Okay, so that, you know, that whole part right there is just dynamic and it's making a change because this has been going on for how long now, Kevin? After 12 years. 12 years. Mm-hmm. So you've got graduates that have come out. That's right. You've actually right. seen the fruit of this thing, right. right? And how much would you place the success rate on this mentoring piece? Yeah, so I mean, I love to tell our students stories. Uh, that's that's the thing that excites me, especially because I feel like so many negative stories get told of our city. Um, and so when I, when I think of the mentorship piece, I think of Tierra, who uh, grew up on the west side of Chicago, was an excellent student, went off to Howard University. Um, did well there and came back and decided to teach in the same community that she grew up in. Oh, that's great. And not only is she teaching and, and being a role model for, for students there, but she also, in, in her spare time, decided to start a mentoring program at her school uh, three years ago, which she's involved in other teachers and uh, other volunteers. And now they're, they're doing a conference uh, in a few weeks. So I just, what we're looking for is, is people who will want to come back and lead in their community. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's great, Kevin. Well, thank you, Kevin and Solomon. And we want our listeners to make sure that you stay connected with PursueScholars.org. Also, you can text us at 224-404-1988. And you're going to be entered into a raffle to receive uh, an inspiring book called The Circle Maker. That's by Mark Batterson. And also, we're going to be right back here with a roundtable discussion with Kevin, with uh, Solomon, and with Mike Shero. And the topic that we're going to dive into is, are you faithfully tending to your responsibilities? Make sure that you stay tuned and check us out on faithmarketplace.com.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Villarreal with my co-host Bob Lambert, and we're also here with Mike Shero of C12, Solomon Dixon, and Kevin Gwynn of Pursue Scholars. And we're going to just roundtable this question out. And the topic today is, are you faithfully tending to your responsibilities? Mike, what do you have to say about this? So when I was first, my first mentor in the area of um, faith and business was a guy named Tony Barrett here in Chicago. And I went to him, I was like, what does it mean to be a Christian in business? And he said, two things. I was like, oh, okay. Like, go. He's like, you don't need to write them down. Be easy. First, really, really do a good job. Mm-hmm. And then two, be so in love with Jesus that it just authentically oozes out naturally in every conversation you're having. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. He's like, no, no, no. Most people want to do one or the other. But you've got to make sure you're so good at doing your business that you're, you're taking care of it as unto Christ that, A, it makes you above reproach as the epistles would say later. Um, and it gives, it honors God and opens up doors to be fruitful. And he said, you should, you should approach excellence in business as a duty to then getting a chance to testify to the hope you have. Mm. And so I, I go straight back to Tony sitting me down in Chicago saying, make sure you take really good care of every task given to you. Yeah, that's really great. Well, I'd say you were really lucky getting a Christian business leader right off the gate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So what's your thoughts down here? One of you two. So, um, by God's grace, by God's <laughs> grace. Uh, part of the challenge of leading is that you're an imperfect person. And, mm-hmm. and um, so you're, you're dealing with even your own brokenness. But I, I guess the key things for me are the relational side of things. That, that's what keeps me stable. It keeps me focused. So the board of directors or organization, my accountability to them is, is a huge part uh, in the relationships with them. And then, and then working with my staff, I, I, I just think of yesterday in a staff meeting where um, we had conflict over a particular thing, as we often do. And I remember walking out of there just reflecting on, did I, did I respond Christianly? A, a, am I considering and esteeming this person in love and the way that I'm interacting with them? And um, just wrestling with that. And I, th- I think those things are, are, at the end of the day, the key is, is the way that we treat people. Yeah, yeah, how we treat people is really important. Yeah, Mike. Can I jump back in? So this is kind of hits like a pet peeve of mine. So when I moved to Texas and everyone in Texas is a Christian, mm-hmm. uh, they, they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd ask people like, what does it mean to be a Christian in business? And I get really lame answers like, well, I say, God bless you and bless your heart and Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoop-de-doo. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times Christians are known for being uh, obnoxious about their Jesus, but really poor stewards of business. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the first people I had to fire in business was a seminary grad mm-hmm. who was man, she could quote scripture left and right, but she was not diligent in her work. Mm-hmm. And and I knew non-Christians who went, I don't really want to hear about your Jesus if that's how you do business. Exactly. And right. so one of my, I, I say one of my kind of shadow missions in C12 is wanting to redeem the brand Christians in business. Yeah. Like yeah. it should mean highest expectations of you diligence bet. and ethics and quality work. And yes. work unto the Lord, not unto man. And you so bet. like I'd say work as yeah. worship should mean like, man, everyone would want to work for a Christian. Even if they don't like your Jesus, right. Right. they should want your management. Right. right. So you have to do your work really, really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Solomon, what do you think on yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. I think within the Christian uh, spheres now in the United States, we have this secular sacred divide mm. that we see our, our jobs as this sort of banal sort of work that we do and, and the prayer and everything is, is being transcendent and it's all as to the Lord it's all spiritual mm-hmm. and it's it's all to his glory and so I think trying to deconstruct that that lie in our minds that this this email sending and, and writing it well and, and proofreading and all that is is to the Lord um, right. and it's mm. and it's spiritual and it's worship yeah I think that's a really good point point. and Bob you know how do you stay in touch with your clients that you work with how do you incorporate you know your faith into doing that 
You know, as we the theme of the show, it's about the walk. It's not about the talk. We've seen a lot of things over two and a half decades, a lot of talk and people mm-hmm. walking a different direction. Unfortunately, we've gotten hit here recently with some people in a very high uh, esteem places as far as faith go come down. Uh, and you can look at those across all social tele organizations. And so it's really, for me today, the challenge that I'm putting out to business, particularly people of faith, business leaders, is to walk it because the millennial generation's got their BS meter up to the sky. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't walking it, then they ain't, you know, they're figuring, just like what you said, Mike, you know, come and showing up, I pray and I do all that stuff and holier than thou, but then you're, you're walking a different direction or it's mm-hmm. manifesting itself in a different way. So work on to excellence, I can't, you know, and so I don't care what you're doing. So how are you doing this, Bob? You know? How are you doing this with your clients? Do well, you have I'm any ex- examples? Yeah, absolutely, because the fact that I had just recently uh, a situation with one of my clients that wasn't living in integrity, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about that, and I said, you know, we've got a business situation here, and it, you have to make a business decision, but is it also going to be, and you happen to be a Christian, is it also going to be walking with the Lord as to this decision? And much to what Mike brought up in the earlier segment, it's where do you go for this? You know, where do you, where do, you do this? You know, can I confess a, yeah. a failure on this part? Sure. So, sure. I mean, so one of the things I believe is we're running a business, then we should have the best workplace cultures. Mm-hmm. So we hire a third party firm to assess our culture on you know engagement, productivity, and just are they flourishing? And ironically, last year, as much we we beat our chest on this stuff in C12, <laughs> my own staff dinged us on it and said, hey, we are so focused on serving the customer and serving the mission that we're not, you know, they weren't being abused, but they were missed. They were like, we feel like we're getting missed in that. And there was mm-hmm. trust issues and expectations yep. issues. And I had to come back and go, wow, it starts here. Like it starts with how I treat yep. people behind these doors. Yes. And we had to do some repenting and some family meetings and some, and how do we make sure that we live it out in these conversations, not yep. just out publicly? Yeah. And if, if you're a solopreneur out there, I also want to encourage you to verify the quality of the product or the service that you're producing yep. as mm-hmm. well. So a lot of times we may say, okay, this is one and done. And then years have gone by and we haven't revisited that process or mm-hmm. that system. And so I like to dive into those things on a quarterly basis, actually, because how I work in business can change as well. The type of clients that I'm serving mm-hmm. can change. And so I encourage that for, for the people that I work with you know, as well. I know you do this because you mm-hmm. live it out and, and you're working with, you know, sacred and secular. And, and a lot of people are not people of faith that you work with. Yeah. But you shine that light out there, basically. And that's your responsibility. As you said, what's the three C's you say? It's not your job. Well, I'm to. not here to convince, convert, or condemn, but I'm not going to shy away from my testimony. And so my testimony can come through in a variety of different ways. It's not just when I totally surrendered and accepted the Lord, which was a pretty powerful testimony. Mm-hmm. We can get into that another time. But also... So, you know, how am I just showing up every day and allowing God to speak through me, you know? Um, and I always say, you know, I work with him for him, you know, and he works through me. And I, I show show that out in what I'm um, doing with my clients. And so, yes, I've had clients who then, you know, came to know the Lord. Um, I would have never imagined that I would be talking about sales and business. And then here we are, you know, praying together. But now it's just like a common thing, yeah. right? It's just that my day wouldn't even seem normal if I wasn't doing that. And so I think when we're faithfully tending to our responsibilities, then God starts opening up other ways that we can connect with with the people that we're here to serve. Yep. And uh, again, that's the mission here, you know, to inspire, equip, and encourage uh, people, faith, in business, and marketplace, because you can't bifurcate yourself. You can't be one person on Sunday and somebody else on Monday. Yeah. And as we have a popular saying, and it was said a lot, is, you know, you show up to work on Monday and leave Jesus in the car. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a responsibility to take Jesus in the building, you know, and try to be Matthew, you know, five sixteen is is the theme for this whole program. Let the light take it out from underneath the basket and shine before the, for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Let your works be what your word is in walking that. Thing. Yeah. So, well, Kevin, any last minute thoughts here? Okay. Yeah, I'm just 
thinking of this and and um i guess a principle i have is principle over profit Mm. um money is where people get funny real quick and um whether that i mean we're a nonprofit, but we still wrestle with this because we need to fundraise and Mm -hmm. and being willing to confront people and and even challenge them with the gospel is important for us and it may even mean that we don't raise the money that we think we're going to raise and so um i i just think of that and i think that translates no matter what kind of industry you're in Absolutely. So we got a big ask. What are you going to ask for very quickly here before we run out of time? Uh, if 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 you have got internship opportunities or if you know of places where they're at, get in touch with us. Okay, Mike. How about you? Yeah, if you're a Christian business owner, you know someone who's running a company and following Jesus, check out c12group.com to find out about local groups where you can uh, walk out this being a good steward and connecting faith and obedience in business. Yeah, and you can check out Pursue Scholars at pursuescholars.org. And uh, that is Kevin Gwynn and Solomon Dixon. And then, of course, we had Mike Shero with c12group.com. And also, we want to hear from you here at the station. So text us to 224-404-1988. You can use the keyword prayer and you'll be entered to win uh, a book called The Circle Maker. And we have some other goodies to give away. And you can text us to C12 with the keyword C12 and we'll get you entered there too. We'll be right back next week. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.